Hey guys, welcome back to the Crit Hit Wildcast. Uh, this week, I'm joined, well, I'm Jared, uh, your host as always, joined by Brad. How you doing, Brad? Good. Good. Uh, we have a special guest this week. Uh, he's a guy, a swell fellow. You probably have seen him in the comment sections on several of our videos, but uh, it's our good friend Borka. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Good to be here. Yeah, so... Uh, we are changing a, a little bit of how we're kind of doing the podcast. We're going to have a little bit more added to it. So uh, there may be slightly more than uh, just your standard character review. But uh, one of the things uh, we're going to start with is news and announcements. So uh, one of the things I am proud to say is that we are now hosting the Journey Through Limbo podcast uh, run by our good friend Justy. Uh, so if you guys haven't checked that out on the, if you're subscribed on Spotify or uh, Google Podcasts or any of that, uh, under Crit Hit Wild, you should be able to find the Journey Through Limbo episodes. It's a very good podcast that they're doing, uh, kind of going in with a pre-constructed roster and breaking down each of the choices in it, kind of uh, going over why they made those choices and uh, just giving a full rundown of it. So it's pretty good. I recommend that you guys check it out. Um, and uh you say hi to Jesse, let him know that we sent you over there. So, uh, in other news and announcements, uh, we're going to let Brad talk a little bit about Cerebro. Do you have any kind of updates on anything for Cerebro or anything that you're doing with it currently? Uh, I guess a little bit. Um, just in case people didn't see the characters and tactics cards now have uh, tags and they're searchable. So, on the search options, you can drop down the tags. And you can search for everyone who has a medium move or, more importantly, a long move. People who have throws of any kind, um, stuff like that. So you can find those people that fit that niche that you need to fit. And, I mean, that's the big thing that you might have missed that I added. Everything else I had recently is pretty obvious, like minimizing on the roster builder. Yeah, so just to show you guys really quick, as always, you know, we're using Cerebro to look at these cards, but right now I'm in the build section of uh, Cerebro, so you just hit name, click tags, uh, throw, and when we type in throw, we can break, get a breakdown of every single character in the game that can throw. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, you can even do things like oops, poison. Uh, now you can see all the characters who either are resistant to poison or cause uh, poison via abilities. So uh, it's just pretty pretty cool ability. So good job, Brad. Thanks. All right. Uh, well, kind of going into uh, hobby talk. What have you guys worked on recently, hobby wise? What about you, Vorka? You've been doing anything hobby wise recently? Uh. As far as MCP, I put together Thanos and his big old chair, and I built um, Ebony Maw and Black Dwarf. So I'm working on half of uh, Black Order. And then I've been painting some Necromunda and 40k Death Guard. But other than that, that's about all my hobby well, at the moment. I'm uh, finishing putting together, I, f I have finally picked up uh, Rogue and uh gambit so i'm gonna be putting them together probably uh it'll probably be tonight actually uh but 
uh, Brad, you paint some amazing yellows. And when I go to paint Rogue, I mean, clearly I'm very basic, so I'm going to be doing just the standard uh, scheme for both Rogue and Gambit. But what's that uh, paint that you use for yellows? It's like, I, okay. I, I don't know what it's called, but it's really, really good. So uh, for yellows and a couple other colors I do and pretty much all my hairs, I picked up the Reaper Paints. They have these triads where you get three paints in a pack. And some of them are themed so that you have a shade, a mid-tone, and a highlight. And I use a yellow triad from them. So the shade is called Marigold Yellow. The mid-tone is Sun Yellow. And then the highlight is Lemon Yellow. And you can buy those as a three-pack. And I really like them. They... They're good for just general yellows. They're really good for glows, like my street lights use them. Um, and I I like Reaper paints. Like they're one of my favorite. Whatever their formula is, I, it goes on real well. I know they look really good. Like your toad, yeah, is, is, is very well done. Thanks. I worked very hard on him. All right. Uh... Well, did you have any other hobby stuff you've been working on, Brad? Uh, I have not been working on hobby stuff. I picked up a little side hobby that has nothing to do with miniatures that has ate up some of my time recently. So, all right, uh, looking forward to Electra and Shadowland Daredevil. Yeah, that'll be my next MCP hobby project. Uh, one other uh, news announcement that I did forget. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes below. But AMG, uh, so we're recording this on Thursday, the thirty first. Um, AMG just released an updated FAQ that has all the um, uh, added affiliations, uh, base sizes, all that stuff. So, uh, like I said, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, so, feel free to check it out. But uh, before we get started, uh, kind of going over our review of Captain Marvel, I just want to say that if you guys aren't subscribed to either the podcast or the YouTube channel, uh, please do that. Please give it a share. Uh, any kind of support that we get that way is greatly appreciated. Uh, we try to have uh, at least one weekly uh, real-life game kind of posted per week on the YouTube channel, and then we always have our Saturday release of our podcast. So uh, please give us a like, a subscribe, share it out, and just give us a shout wherever you're on social media. And we very much appreciate it. But on to the main bulk of the cast. So today we have Borko on because we're going to be taking a look at Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. So uh, quickly, just kind of going over a card as we kind of look at her. She's a 3-4-3 stat line. She has 6 stamina pool. She's a 4 threat character, size 2, medium move. Uh, she has your standard strike, so 5 dice, powered equal damage dealt. She has an energy blast, which is a range 4 energy attack that gives her 1 power after it's done. But the fun thing, and we'll kind of get into this a little bit more, is she may reroll any number of attack dice for that attack. Uh, she also has a range 3, 7 dice spender for rocket punch, cost 3, with a wild stagger effect. Now, if you're familiar with uh, Captain Marvel, you you know about her binary form. Uh, it used to cost more, but with the 1.5 changes, it now only costs 4 power. And that just adds 2 dice to all attack and defense rolls, which is really strong. Uh, you have uh, Danvers Special which uh, costs three, and that's her terrain, uh, terrain or character throw. 
size 4 within 2 and it goes medium and it has the energy absorption whenever this character is defending against energy for each wild in the defense role they may change one of the attackers crit hits her wilds to a blank and she gains one power and then finally she has flight immunity to incinerate poison and uh, no changes on her injured side so uh, Captain Marvel what do you guys think we'll start with you Borky I know you played her quite a bit uh yeah, I played her. I actually played her quite a bit with her old card, and uh, I liked her. Um, I started out with Avengers, so she was a good fit there, especially with uh, Steve Rogers. It made a lot of her abilities a little more affordable. And then um, when She Hulk came out, everybody who knows I played her A Force pretty heavily, <laughs> and she she's a pretty good fit in A Force at that time. But um, I I really like her now with her new card. Um, I, I think she kind of suffers. We talk about a lot who really good characters who are older, who don't see as much play just because, you know, there's so many new cool things coming out from AMG all the time that I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, the new hotness. But uh, her, her new card's great. Um, the uh, Ener Energy 4 defense, I think, is really nice. We've We've talked about that energy is kind of good energy defense has... Uh, is good to have now because a lot of there there seems to be a lot of good energy attacks kind of slowly going out. It used to be Mystic, but now there's a lot of guys who have pretty good Mystic defense. So I think the premium on, on energy is nice. And then when you add energy absorption to that, she's she's really good against it. Not to mention binary form, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's pretty silly. Um, but yeah, she's got a good builder energy blast, like you touched on. I mean, in binary form, six dice with full re rolls is really strong, especially at range four. Um, the consistency of always getting energy, at least one energy from it, is nice. And then um, Rocket Punch is a, is a good spender. Stagger is really strong. I love that she has a size 4 throw for characters and terrain. Uh, there's not a lot of good size 4 throws out there. And at 3, it's not terribly costed, especially when you consider she's, you know, Avengers and then A-Force, which both have pretty good um, abilities to help with energy. And then in, Immunity Incinerate is just... I think that's money. <laughs> that's a that's a really good uh, immunity to have, and then especially yeah, immunity poison's good too, right? That's one that doesn't come up much. I played a game with Brad not too long ago and realized how uh, nasty poison can be if uh, if you don't have a way to deal with it. So, yeah, I, th I think she's got a great card. Um, when it first got changed, I was running her, Eve, Black Panther, and Vision as like my core sixteen, and uh, it was like four very good four-point models that could do everything and uh it was it was a good solid 16-point list but uh yeah I, I like her card a lot yeah i mean she i mean you kind of hit her just like the nail on the head she just her kit is just very good she's can do a lot she like not having um a, a charge and stuff i feel like every once in a while you do feel that uh, mm -hmm. Not not having any way to kind of uh, speed your way across the field, but I mean, to your point for energy blast, the full rerolls is just it's so strong, <laughs> it's so strong right. in a game like this, and uh, I, I doubly value her uh, Danvers special now, being able yeah. to displace very large characters, and it's a medium throw at that. So if you're throwing something right. like a Hulk or Juggernaut, they just go forever far and. Being able to do that, and I don't, I think here recently in a lot of characters that you see released, they don't, 
it seems like a lot of the throws you're either getting a terrain throw or you're getting a character throw and not both mm-hmm. so her having the access to both is is really really good but what do you think brad i know you've played i don't i know you, don't think you've played her too much but i know that you've probably played I've against played her, her quite a bit I've, yeah i've played her a couple of times played against her it seems like a lot and I, I don't know how I follow up on what Josh just said because, like, carry every part of the card because every part of the card is good. Like, it's all good. She doesn't have any bad or unusable or unused, not unusable, but unused uh, superpowers. She doesn't have any unused attacks. She'll do all of those. Getting extra dice on everything's good. Size four thirds good. Uh, energy absorption is one of those weird abilities that is so good that I don't even bother attacking her with energy. Right. This is not worth it, especially if she's in binary form. But there's not a bad thing on this card. Yeah. It's all amazing. It is. It's it's really, really good. I mean, she... she I, no, I don't... I think that she is clearly an amazing character, but I think that she really shines... In things like a Steve leadership or to yeah. uh, Borgen's point, just uh, a force stuff that can kind of really feed her power. What do you guys think yeah. about the splash you... ability of her? See, that's I'm sitting here looking at her and I'm like, she's so good. Why am I not splashing her? <laughs> and why do I not see people splash her? And I think that's it. People want to binary form every turn, mm-hmm. and it, she needs to be somewhere where she can do that. Before she starts making attacks, preferably. Yeah. Yeah, binary is really good. And and what I like is it stays up until she activates. Yes, that is really good, yeah. Yeah, being able to click that on and then not having to immediately go with her because you know she's sitting at that 5.65 is is a good good position. I I think 4 is just, it seems like it's a hard um, cost to splash right now because, like, Dr. Voodoo so good and there's other you know what I mean so it's like if if you're playing X-Men you want Rogue and then yes. if you want to bring Voodoo and then if you splash Dammers at that point you know it's like it's a big chunk of your list yeah. and uh, I, I, I think that's probably her, her biggest challenge for getting splashes just that there, there seems to be a lot of good fours but she is I agree with Brad she's, she's really good yeah, all right. Uh, so I think we're all kind of sitting sitting fairly high on her. So I guess we'll kind of go over to the ratings. So uh, we'll start with you, Brad. So on your standard Do you want rating, to talk about her tactics card? Oh, crap. Yeah, you're right. I completely forgot about that. All right, so reviewing her specific tactics cards, we have the Air Force, which is an unaffiliated card. I feel like you don't see it too much, so I will kind of bleed this one a little bit. It's a War Machine or a Captain Marvel card, and you spend three uh, to play this card at the end of their activation. The active character's controller activates War Machine or Captain Marvel, whichever one did not play this card before their turn's end. So it's essentially a three-cost follow me for only War Machine or Captain Marvel, so... What do you guys think about this card? I'll, I'll send it over to you, Borka. I, I feel like you don't see this one a whole lot, but maybe with Shield coming out, uh, I could see it seeing playing Avengers. What, what What do you think about it? Yeah, is it is that a newer card? Did it come out with War Machine? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Captain America War Machine CP thirty eight. Gotcha. 
I, I yeah, that that probably has more to do with it um, not being seen a whole lot because I I think when War Machine hit, the changes hadn't gone in effect yet, so not as people many people might have been looking at her. But uh, no, I because I think War Machine's a, a good three point, and uh, he's got a nice place in like Sam Spam, you know, and a different Avenger list. So a- anytime that you can get. Uh, out of activation, activation, or out of order, however you say that, I think it's is pretty strong, and um, both of them being able that's that's two pretty good hitters. So being able to activate them like that one after another, I I, I think if you're playing both those guys, it's definitely worth throwing in your ten for sure. Yeah, it's I think it's it's really good to maybe kind of secure a kill that you're really needing to get on a point. Or maybe go get a key extract. It's also really good for... Uh, the thing that probably sticks out to me the most is it's really good for priority control. I mean, it's the same thing that you see in Proxima and Corvus, right? Except mm-hmm. in the form of a Taxis card. So being able to take or retain Prio, it, it seems like it's really strong. What do you think, Brad? I, was, I mean, I can't believe this card's not getting played. If... It must be people not playing War Machine because War Machine, if you've got him in the list, you got her in the list, he can almost always pay for it. He's always got tons of power. Yep. Yeah. So there's no reason why you'd you'd want you'd not want to take this card if you play both. Like that's what I say, maybe easy. Shield. Yeah. I think he's affiliated with Shield. We we just learned that recently, right? Yeah. So maybe um, she's a good fourth threat to be thrown into shield. I mean, we'll have to wait and see kind of how that affiliation and you plays can out. But... Play the initiative card on her, and she'll be. Oh yeah, no, you, yeah, you're right. So you, you could make her, yeah. <laughs> she could be affiliated too. So uh, maybe this has a place, maybe in that affiliation. Uh, I one thing that does stick out to me, which I just kind of noticed, is that there's no range on it, <laughs> which is uh, that's always really strong when you're not. Uh, yeah, kind of right. pigeonholed into a certain part of the board, so maybe, maybe uh, Sam players out there should consider her for their Sam rosters. Yeah, yeah, and, and play this card. Maybe. All right. Well, so now we can get to the uh, rating of Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. So uh, we'll start with you, Borka. What do you think that you would give uh, old Carol here in the current mm. meta? You said S through F tier, is that correct? Yep. Uh, we, yep. we typically stick through A, but there's there's some S characters coming up fast, I think, in the, in the core <laughs> set, so we're going to expand a little bit. Gotcha. Um, no, I, I think she's an A, um, for all the reasons we said. Um, I, I think if you just stand it on her own as a four-point model, I think she's completely playable. Um, and then... You know, if you can find room for her in your roster, she doesn't. She doesn't do anything bad. So it's like all she brings is good defense, good hitting, a good throw. It's like she brings everything you want a character to bring. So uh, I think she's definitely A tier. Um, no, I would not, I would say that S tiers are like auto takes. So A tiers I think are like always playable. You know what I mean? You can always take them, and it's not going to hurt your roster at all. So I, I think she's definitely A tier. Gotcha. What do you think, Brad? See. I was I I came into this thinking B plus, she's good, she's real good, but she's just not seeing that play outside of her factions that you'd expect an A character to have. Okay, I don't know what else to say besides that. So you're sitting on a B plus, B plus, B plus, B plus, still good. You're you're right. I mean, I do think that she is not. Uh, 
super splashable. Even then, within her affiliation, so Avengers and A-Force, I think that she's very much an A. I think that she's clearly an A-tier. Overall, in the state of the game, I do think... In a, I've, I've played her quite a bit. I, I think that a lot of the times I see myself either turreting from a back point, and if you're not able to do that, you have to like walk, you get one attack, and then maybe you get a throw. Sometimes it is tricky to do binary form and a damn special, because unless you've been hit, sometimes you're a little hard on the power to do both, and you kind of very clearly want to do both, which is why she, when she can do both in those affiliations, she's, like I said, she's very much an A. But I think in the overall state of the game, I might kind of go with Brad and give her a B plus. I think, just because uh, she, like I said, she's not being splashed too much outside of some affiliations, and uh, kind of you, you can get some awkward activations with her. I'll say every once in a while. So B plus for me, I think. Yeah, I think I think those are all. Definitely good points. I, I, I see him for sure. But to your point, 100%, if you're playing her in A-Force or you're playing her Avengers uh, for everybody at home, I mean, she you're, you're going to get your money's worth. Like, she's 100% an A, a character all the way. Uh, her card just reeks of A. There's just a couple nuances for me that put her in B+, but she's a, she's a great character. So, uh, so kind of moving on into uh, next segment, which is a little bit newer, what we're going to be doing is... Uh, not building a full roster necessarily, but if you're kind of looking to play Captain Marvel and you want maybe a place to start, uh, we might have a couple starting recommendations for you. So both myself and Borka have uh, two different affiliations uh, to kind of give you an idea of uh, what you can build around with her. And uh, I'm going to start. I'll start with a little bit more of a fun one, and that's uh, taking her in Dormammu. So... Um, one of the things that you could look at if you're building her is with Dormammu, you get that extra power every turn. Uh, so a lot of times, depending on the scenario that you're playing, sometimes you can just get an advance into an energy blast, auto-generate yourself one power, uh, go to two, and then the next, uh, well actually go to three, and then the next turn uh, you can binary form, and then if you're able to double energy blast, you'll be set up for binary form for the rest of the game, so long as you're not having to do too many rocket punches or damage specials, you should be good to go. So I like her a lot in Dormammu. I've played her pretty frequently. So if that's something that might interest you guys, a place that you could start is maybe Dormammu, uh, Captain Marvel. I would recommend Rogue, uh, who's also very good with Dormammu, and then Baron Zemo. So those are some four good characters to kind of start a core of that affiliation with. And uh, from there, if you want to build out, you could build out what I would recommend as a second affiliation. So if you have Captain Marvel, uh, you could go maybe an Avengers route, which gives you six characters to kind of build the rest of it around. Uh, maybe pick a few that might go with Dormammu a little bit better, but uh, definitely Steve, I think, is a second leader in the affiliation because she really loves the kind of power economy that he provides. Both leaders provide her a very good power economy to get into Bionair for him, so... Uh, Dark Dimension, like I said, with uh, Captain Marvel and then Rogue and Baron Zemo as kind of like a core starter for you, and then you can build out from there. And a couple crises I would recommend are uh, actually Deadly Meteors, because uh, both Dormammu and Captain Marvel sitting at four energy defense makes it very likely that you're going to get those triggers when trying to take that secure. 
and also uh, Demons Downtown, having two characters in that kind of four core there that are immune to incinerate, gives you a pretty stark advantage uh, on that scenario. And then her also having the back demon portal to kind of just uh, binary form and then turret people that go for the center with her six dice energy blast with reroll any number is very strong. I don't see a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of uh, extracts that Captain Marvel really kind of excels at. She definitely seems to me like she's really a good secure piece. So, but that's uh, my recommendation: uh, Dark Dimension, Deadly Meteors, Demons Downtown. Uh, try that out. I think I played it. I think it's a lot of fun. She does really well in there. So, uh, yeah, what a- she is pretty good with a hammer. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're, you're correct. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Uh, yeah, uh, what is it? Fear Grips World. That would be a good one uh, if you need an extract for that roster. So there's a good base build for you guys uh, if you want to tr- kind of try her out in that route. What do you have, Borka, to bring Captain Marvel in? So uh, I've, I played a lot of A-Force for a while, and uh, that's that's what I went with, A-Force. So, of course, you got to take She-Hulk herself to get it started, and then uh, Captain Marvel for all the reason we've, we've talked about, but also um, special delivery is an amazing card and uh, Danvers being able to fly gives you a nice four point option to pick she Hulk up and drop her off medium plus I think what one or two. And so she can really get in there and start fighting pretty quick. And then, you know, Marvel's tough enough that she can stand next to she Hulk and, you know, they can battle pretty good together. Um, and then f- probably Valkyrie in a force. So that, that gives you a nice 13 point core to build off of from that point. Um, I, of course, I love black Panther and Wakanda. So I typically, when I run a force, it'll be a combination of a force and Wakanda. So that core of she Hulk, Captain Marvel, Valkyrie, and then something like Domino, Shuri, Okoye and black Panther. They're all, you know, all but black Panther are a force. And then when you have Shuri and Okoye, you know, them and She-Hulk, them and Captain Marvel. It gives you a lot of versatility between the two. Yeah. 100%. What um, what kind of crises do you think you would take and in then, a roster um, like that? But yeah, Special Delivery, that's the big one. And then you'd probably, you could add, uh, you know, Dr. Voodoo for that. And that'd give you a, a really good eight. Uh, Angela is also really good <laughs> in A-Force, but... Uh, she kind of fills the same role as uh, Captain Marvel does there. And then I one other card I like with her is No Matter the Cost, because you can pay the three to do her uh, her rocket punch for free. Yeah. And that rocket punch, having a range of three, is actually pretty good to help kind of make up, cover some of that ground that we talked about where she doesn't have that charge. Sometimes she can, like you said, become a little bit of a turret. So being able to... Uh, you know, shoot at range four, shoot at range four, and then if somebody gets a little closer, you can then rocket punch and then, you know, hopefully get that stagger, which gets real nasty when she's in binary. And then um, Gamma, I think, is a great yeah. setup for them, being able to drop She-Hulk right down the middle, backed up by, you know, um, Captain Marvel in the middle, and then also for those same reasons. And like you said, I think Demon Downtown is great because she's immune to incinerate, and it's right down the gut there. So and that would be so. my kind of my starting core of eight those uh seven a force panther and then voodoo and then that leaves you two slots to kind of add to uh taste <laughs> what do you think about terrigen 
What was that? What do you think about uh, Terrigen Clouds? Uh, well, she's immune to poison, so that that's probably not bad at all. Um, is Rogue affiliated? I don't think Rogue is A-Force, is she? Let me. Uh, she's also uh, immune to poison, so... Oh, that's not how you spell it. And then you have two Inhumans. Uh, no, she's not. Brotherhood of Mutants oh. and Uncanny X-Men. Yeah, you and I. I did. I I tried Crystal and Medusa uh, back when I played Air A Force. I never had the success with Medusa that the rest of the world seemed to have. So <laughs> I was never really high on her. And then when they made the tweaks to her card, it it just kind of killed me. Wanted to mess with her very much, but I know a lot of people swear by Medusa. Um, she can be pretty good. All right, well, there's a couple starting points for you guys. Uh, if you're kind of wanting to build a roster with uh, Captain Marvel in it, it's a uh, couple suggestions. So uh, that wraps us up for our uh, Captain Marvel uh, kind of review and a little bit of a roster build there. So we'll kind of move on to comics. What do you have for us, Brad, for comics with Carol? I have um, several suggestions this time. I've actually read a lot more... Uh, Carol Danvers than I thought, so I uh, I put these in chronological order this time. It feels like I pick a different random order every time. But uh, the first recommendation I have is her first solo series from 1977 when she was Miss Marvel, and that leads into Avengers Annual number ten. So this is by Chris Claremont and uh, Jerry Conway for the series. And then the annual is Chris Claremont again, and then Michael Golden. Uh, it's her becoming a superhero. Um, Chris Claremont invented her. He kind of modeled her after his uh, pilot mom. And so uh, she kind of means a lot to him. So he uh, writes the heck out of her. This is also uh, where Mystique first shows up. And then Avengers Annual number 10 is where Rogue steals her powers and she becomes depowered. Oh, okay. So that whole series and the annual is a good full story. Um, but my next suggestion is when Chris Claremont then started writing X-Men, he brought her over and continued telling Carol Danvers' story in X-Men and that happens mostly between Uncanny X-Men 163 and 171. Uh, the artist for most of this is Paul Smith. So he brings Depowered Carol in. Um, she ends up going to space and getting some new powers. And this is where her binary form comes from. Uh, you can't go wrong with Claremont X-Men. They're going to be good issues. In fact, I'll probably be recommending a lot of Claremont X-Men when we get to X-Men characters. But uh, I thought this was an appropriate story for the cast because binary form, this is where she gets it. She leaves the book when they let Rogue join the team because, you know, Rogue killed her in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Took away all her memories. Uh, the next is, we're going to skip from the 80s. Uh, that might even be the 70s. All the way to 2014 for the Captain Marvel uh, solo. It's by Kelly Sue DeConnick and David Lopez. 
Uh, this is where her and Rhodey start dating. And uh, the first story is there's a planet full of sick people. And she is trying to save them. Uh, I've not personally read this one. But it was when I was doing some research just to remind myself of her stories and stuff. It was on a bunch of top Captain Marvel stories. So probably a good one. Oh, nice. And then the last one is a series I have read. Captain Marvel series from 2016. It's by written by Michelle... Zakis and Tara Butters, uh, artist Chris Anka, which you can't go with that. You can't go wrong with Chris Anka art. Um, this is where Captain Marvel was put in charge of um, the space station and space program Alpha Flight. Uh, the first five issues, great. After that, it becomes part of a crossover. Her issues, the individual issues for the series, aren't bad. But it's a bad crossover. Um, it's, <laughs> it's Civil War Two. It is really bad. Um, but this series is good, so I think it's worth a read anyway. All right. Well, it sounds like she's got a lot of good stuff to check out. She does. She does. She's she's a good character. I'm going to assume that you can find all these on Marvel Unlimited, right? Uh yes. I did not double check that but these should all be on there i feel like we're gonna mention marvel unlimited enough times to where you know like, what they should miss... sponsor us yeah they really <laughs> should i admit the miss marvel series the original series it might not be on there but the rest should be so you got at least three recommendations that will be on there all right well, uh, thank you guys. If you made the end of this, thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us for a little bit. Uh, Borka, thank you very much for coming on and talking about Carol for a little while. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, uh, until next week, I guess we'll see you guys in the next one. So have a good one, guys. And uh, remember, if you aren't subscribed, give us a sub, give us a like, and kind of just share us around. We'd appreciate it. But uh, thank you guys very much. Until next time. Bye.